0: Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie On Air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson welcome to cafecito with rosie on air we are in the third week of may i hope you guys have celebrated cinco de mayo had enough tacos and margaritas to make sure that we celebrated that amazing culture, the Mexican culture. My name is Rosie Paulson and I am the Ghost of Cafecito with Rosie on Air, where I feature local business owners, who they are, what they do, and how they help the community. And today I am thrilled to introduce my really good friend, Dr. Carlos Garcia. And Carlos is a clinical psychologist, coach, and a speaker who is dedicated to helping individuals unleash their full potential through high-performance counseling, coaching and consulting. He is the founder of the Master Group, a company that provides individuals and organizations with the tools to take their leadership and performance to the next level. He is also founder of Tampa Counseling and Wellness, a private practice that provides therapy and wellness services to individuals looking to positively transform their lives. Welcome, Carlos. How are you today?
1: Oh, Rosie, thank you so much. I'm doing great. I just got back from a vacation in the Colorado mountains, feeling uh, really, uh, it was a really nice reset and so happy to be here with you today. Um, We've had such a beautiful relationship for the last several years and I'm honored, honored to be on your show today.
0: Awesome. Awesome, Carlos. Thank you so much. And So this is the time that we're going to be talking about Carlos, who you are as the person, where are you from originally, Mm -hmm. do you have any children, are you married, what do you want people to know about Carlos?
1: Yeah. Thank you, Rosie. Yeah. So I am actually was born in Cuba and came with my family to the United States. We actually moved to Miami. Um, I was a little boy. I was only two years old. Uh, my parents left Cuba as political refugees in uh, mm-hmm. 1980. And so I, I grew up in Miami. I went to school in Miami, a uh, beautiful place to grow up, lots of lots of sun and, 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 and beaches. Um, at the age of 18, after high school, Rosie, I actually joined the United States Marine Corps, Um, I was uh, in the military service for about eight years. Um, And then when I got out of that uh, career, I actually transitioned into a career as a fireman and a paramedic. Uh, And I did that for about almost seven years before I ended up going back to school, to grad school, uh, to get my degree in psychology Um, I had sort of intentions of of becoming a clinical psychologist. Psychology is something I always absolutely loved. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ability to understand people and why they do the things that they do. Um, And so a couple of years ago, I I moved up here to Tampa from Miami. Miami started to get a little too uh, crowded for me. And I I loved the vibe up here. It's It's a really fast-growing um, community uh, with lots of opportunities for anyone in business. So it just felt like a perfect fit. Um, I am married and have my first child on the way in a couple of months. So, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, I, thank you. Thank you so much. My heart is absolutely overfilled with joy. Um, Do you know what it is? uh we're waiting to find out we're okay, gonna okay. have it be a surprise somewhere in my heart though i feel like it's, it's got like a female girl energy oh, um, okay. but we'll see as long as they're healthy we're we're going to be super happy and delighted oh, um, and I'm yeah and, and so, what's that
0: i'm getting chills just thinking yeah. about yeah. it yeah
1: yeah it's it's uh it's a beautiful it's our first child for for me and my wife um, she's also actually a, a, a therapist as well here at the practice um, and, and we're just looking forward to uh, bringing our understanding of psychology to parenting a little bit. Yes, so yes.
0: Put all those things to work that you read on all those psychology books. Exactly, right?
1: exactly. <laughs> uh, I, 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 tell, I tell my wife, we're either going to raise the most emotionally healthy child uh-huh. or, or we're going to somehow invent new ways of messing them up. One, one or the other, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, with children, as long as you have that uh, if you give them that confidence that they need as a parent, uh, the, the one thing I can tell you is that you dare to be more of a support yeah. of allow them to be who they are and know that they can be authentic who they are in front of you because you're their parents and you're going to love them no matter what they do.
1: Oh, Rosie, that's that's so beautifully said. Thank you. That that's perfect. Yeah, I, I just had someone ask me this weekend. You know, what what is one value that you want to pass on to your child? And the first thing that came to mind was I, I want them to know that failure is absolutely beautiful. That okay. failure is acceptable, and that failure is going to be the greatest uh, way that you you learn lessons in life. That it's absolutely okay to fail. Because um, I think if, if most of us carry that message around from childhood, that even when we, we fall down and our face is in the dirt, that it's absolutely okay. And that it's just a matter of getting back up and getting, you know, back on that horse and getting back at it. Um, I, I think if I can give them that beautiful tool, um, they're, they're okay.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, that's the one thing in your, in your presentation that I saw le- recently is the one that you say, failure is my best friend oh my gosh because yeah. it is such a liberating yeah. um uh, understanding yeah. to understand that part of success mm. is failure yeah and, and being okay because the failure just teach you how to get there not through that way yeah it's just another way that's part of the human spirit that's part of making us the better person that we are every single day because failure makes us understand okay this might not work the pain yeah help us say oh well maybe we gotta try this other way right because you also said it right the resilience of a child that is learning to walk i mean let's just pick up this figure this two-year-old that says oh i fell once and i'm never going to try walking again right right
1: right it's
0: just amazing and i love that about about you understanding so i believe your child is going to be so loved and thank so you. understand and so powerful like you say it's gonna be so emotionally uh empowered and that's what we're looking for our children you know they're yeah. the future of our nation
1: yeah thank you rosie i really appreciate that thank you
0: yeah, yeah. so i know you said that in your mind you always uh, thought about psychiatrists or being part not psychiat psychology being part okay. of your life um <laughs> Because I know psychiatrists, people think, oh, my God, is that, you know, the politically incorrect way of of showing stuff to to, uh, the profession. But so what what in your life made you realize, okay, yes, I think this is the path. Some people know it very early. Some people don't. They get it later. But why was that the path that you wanted to understand? What was your aha moment when you say, yes, I want to be able to understand people and why they do what they do?
1: Yeah, Rosie, I, I really think it was mostly a product of um, this part of me that has always been very dedicated to wanting to understand myself, mm-hmm. right? To understand the reasons I experience emotions the way I do, to understand why I make decisions the way I do. Um, why 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 do I respond to, um, you know, relationships the way that I do? Um, that, that's something that, just even as a child, I had a lot of curiosity about mm-hmm. just the human, the human mm-hmm. condition. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've always been somebody that's um, been very compassionate and empathic. And so um, I think for most of my life, I, I was always sort of drawn um, to people's struggles. Mm-hmm. Right. And to understanding mm-hmm. why they struggle. Uh, but, but again, mostly coming from like, why, why do I struggle? Uh, for instance, as, as a young man, um I, you know in my 20s i i carried a lot of anger in the mm-hmm. world right and it 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 affected me obviously in my relationships It affected me in traffic. It would affect, right? And and I really wanted to understand, like, where does this anger come from for me? Uh uh Um, And wanting to explore that. And and I think the more I dove into understanding myself, whether it was through uh, reading books or going to seminars or even going to therapy at one point in my life, Uh the more I started to learn about myself, Uh the way I think, the way I feel, the more liberated. Um, that I started to feel, the easier it started to be to navigate this this world that sometimes can feel very, very challenging.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, instead of, you know, um, right, coming to sort of the realization, life is hard.
0: Right. 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 Like, like
1: for everybody, we're all going to experience challenges at one point or another. Right. Um, and if I can prepare myself in a way to have the internal emotional and psychological resilience mm-hmm. to navigate those hardships, then wow how, you know what what a gift that i would be giving myself right. and so through my own self exploration through my own releasing of anger resentments and and finding more love and wisdom and compassion in my own life i thought wow I have learned these skills that I can now teach other people how to navigate the places where they get caught up, the places mm-hmm. where they have obstacles, the places where they feel that life gets challenging at times.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned something, and this is very powerful because, again, you might have the greatest childhood of your life. But there's always you mentioned those mommy daddy issues, yeah. right? Yeah. And sometimes people, especially in our culture, I will say the Hispanic culture, coming from the matriarch yeah. society, our mom can never be wrong, right. you know. Our father, yeah. it's scary at the same yeah. time. Yeah. But again, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you no, know, my my dad, I like I always tell people, my parents are amazing individuals, but they have their set of of issues that now i go back and say no wonder my childhood was so uh my childhood was very um chaotic and that's right. not you know it's not because my parents chose to it's that's yeah. how they that's how they the only thing they knew but until i separated from the family unit and says you know this chaos although it works for me to 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 do what I want to do. I don't, I, I want to choose not to do that. And I think that was being honest to myself and the part of the growth. Right. So why do you think as a community, perhaps that's the hardest thing for us to acknowledge? Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think that comes? I I also believe that also affects us. Your, um, Authority issues, you know, your bosses and things like that. So it has a whole reper- Absolutely. repercussion. But Absolutely. To our culture, yeah. why do you think that is?
1: Yeah, Rosie. the The interesting thing is that um, in my work, the thing that I have always people explore, and whether you come to me for coaching and you're the CEO of a multi million dollar company. Or, you know, you're someone in your 20s who's struggling with with anxiety or depression. Um, I have people explore their past. I have Mm -hmm. people explore their childhood. Because during those very formative years, that's where we develop our models or the framework for how we will understand the world and the people in it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so if you, you like you were saying, if you grew up in a home that was very chaotic and the adults in your home maybe um, were, were a little bit hard on you or didn't mm-hmm. feel safe, didn't feel mm-hmm. like they validated you and your experience, then your experience of the world is going to be that like all of the people in the world are unsafe. And I have to protect myself from that. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. I often use myself as an example. I had a father who was just a very strong disciplinarian. One, because that's how he was raised. Two, I think there's a Hispanic piece to that, right? Mm-hmm. Or or many other cultures, right? The the, yes. the objective is for you to explore your story, your culture, your parents, and the stories that are in your past to understand yourself. And everybody is mm-hmm. obviously different. Um, I did. I, I grew up with a Hispanic mother who, you know, was very opinionated, very critical, <laughs> and um, you know, uh, she often wanted to let me know that the way she thought I should do things was the right way. Right. So if you think about a child that grows up in a in a in an environment that way, the message that I was receiving, not because they were being bad parents. Uh-huh. Right. They, uh-huh. they, were, they were doing their best. They were parenting me in a way that they were parented. Uh-huh. Um, but but I was often made to feel like no matter what I did, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't uh-huh. meeting their standards. Uh-huh. And the way a child interprets that information is, oh, it's not the behaviors that I'm doing are no good. I must be no good. So uh-huh. a lot of people grow up with this feeling of I'm not enough, right? right. It's it's a pervasive thing, especially here in this culture. Uh-huh. Um, and a- again, like now I can detach from it. I, you know, at times mm-hmm. in my past I had, you know, I could feel upset about the fact that my parents raised me that way. But when I started to understand their story, I realized, oh, my goodness, my dad lost his mother when he was 14 uh-huh. and lost his twin brother and best friend of his life two years later. Mm-hmm. and was never given a space to talk about it, process it, go to therapy mm-hmm. as a matter of fact he he told me his father once said, This is never to be spoken about in the house again now, what does a human do with with the sadness the the anger the whatever comes up mm-hmm. naturally for us? He mm-hmm. just sort of held it in, so you know that that contributed to his own sort of issues um, my mom's dad left her when she was about eight years old, and she grew up with a very critical mother so I can now understand what it was in their wiring and their story that led them to be the kind of parents that gave me those messages, uh, you know, unknowingly. Um, But again, this is why it's so critical to understand our past, where we come from, who are the people that raised us, who were the teachers, what were the schools that we went to, what were the messages that we heard from a very early age that might have contributed to the way that we understand the world now.
0: Yeah. And I think the biggest thing with that is not it's not like we want to stay there, right? It's no. just reprogramming those 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 messages. Right. Um, and I started working with so when the COVID thing happened, I, I actually was working before that with what I call my emotional coach. And really what she is is a high function individual coaching, but kind of like a little bit what you do. Sure. But we went back to it's spiritually that child and me understanding, you know, I get the good traits about my parents, but I also get those things that I can choose to change. And once I came across to, you know what, although this is familiar to me. I choose not to do that. And I started putting boundaries on me. And I knew, I knew that I had succeeded when I would tell my mom, Mom, this is a boundary. And I remember her getting so angry at me one time and saying, Well, I hate your boundaries. (laughs) Exactly. And I said, mom, the boundaries are not for you. The boundaries is for me. And she didn't understand that because she thought boundaries was for her.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly, that's beautiful.
0: It made me a better person, made me a better person with my husband and the current relationships that I have. Uh, mm-hmm. So, if the one thing that I believe we can share and agree on this is that high function individuals became high function individuals because of those upbringings. Absolutely. But you don't need to have that stress in your life. Like you said, uh, mm-hmm. there is a lot of things where people is how you react, right? So, their reaction. Mm-hmm it's what's yeah. going to make you successful your attitude towards things that happen and yeah. the emotions the more that you are able to mine your emotions the better decisions you can make without mm-hmm. having an emotional emotional outburst decision yeah. right yeah.
1: yeah absolutely rosie and and I, you know i know that that um, your show reaches a lot of, of business folks and entrepreneurs and um you know, I've worked with enough of them to know that when you start talking about emotions and, and and all this other stuff, they they tend to sort of check out and be like, you know, I don't need that. I'm a a high functioning, high powered, you know, CEO. Um, But I'll, I'll, I'll I'll tell you how it impacts. I mean, here's another version, right? Um, Again, what were the stories or beliefs you had around money? Uh I grew up in a home where my dad worked really hard, but mm-hmm. he also wasn't a saver. He's sort right. of like, you know, I'm going to spend the money I make and, and I'm going to I'm going to spend it now. Um, that created a lot of tension and insecurity for my mother because we grew up with nothing. I mean, We, right. we, we came to this country with nothing. And um, so she would always get on his case about the way he spends. She was, you know, extra thrifty. And so in my house growing up, there was a lot of contention and arguments around money all mm-hmm. the time which developed for me as a young adult into anxiety and and uncertainty about money. Now here I am a bunch of years later, but as I'm navigating my business and making business decisions Mm -hmm. uh, that are financial, I have to check in with myself and say, Whoa, um, is me not opening this second office because of some anxiety or fear or uncertainty I have that I attach to money and wealth Mm -hmm. or right. Like maybe you grew up in a home, for instance, you know, my, my, uh, my wife grew up in a, in a, in a, in a home where you know her, her father was a doctor and they were very well off. She doesn't have any anxieties around money. So mm-hmm. again, it's just about knowing our stories to understand the way we perceive things now, the way we uh, take actions. Um, because if we know that, then we can then predict, okay, the next time an obstacle like this comes into my life, whether it's in business or personally, how am I gonna react? What are the ways in which I tend to feel or think And what are the more helpful ways that will help me navigate that obstacle?
0: Yeah. And and that is so true. I mean, recently, one of my breakthroughs happened, the money mindset that I had. So, you know, I've been a successful entrepreneur for 17 years, but then I had to come across, come uh, into understanding myself that I was believing on the imposter syndrome. because i was saying well i'm not successful and it was going down again working through my emotional coach that it was the mindset about money because to me if i didn't have a million dollars in the bank then I'm not successful. But yes. I had had million dollars in the bank. Right. I right. have made those things, you yeah. know? So it's just yeah. the way I see it. Yeah. Um But that has been liberating. And you're right, business owners, they need to have this resilient mindset yes. because yes. in order to for you to be successful, it doesn't happen overnight, Carlos. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, absolutely. Rosie, I, I I have, you know, business folks that I work with who, um, you know, they 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 come into my office, and they might pull up in a Maserati or a Land Rover, um, and and they own a couple of houses, and, and they're doing so financially well, and they're still showing up with this feeling of like it's not enough, it's not enough. And so, what what happened is over the course of time, I started to realize it's not actually a matter of how much wealth we build, it's it's that internal feeling. Um, of ourselves, right? And mm-hmm. if we attach our sense of value to how much we make, to how much our business grows, right? Um, it, then then we, can, we can really be in trouble because there's always going to be more. We can always make more. We can always do more. Um, and if we find ourselves on that path of this constant, relentless pursuit of more, um, there, there's no gratitude in that. We're not going to find our peace. We're not going to find our happiness because all we're going to do is constantly be in this illusion of chasing more and more and more.
0: And I think that is that alone can be a great opportunity for us to work together, going into mastermind groups or something to help our community. Because like you share with me and I experienced, sometimes you want to serve the community, but they are they need that little push to understand that where they're coming from might be the only thing they know, but that they can change their mindset on that. And Carlos, we are almost at the end of the show. And this has been so amazing. But tell people where they can find you, my friend.
1: Yeah, so um, they can find me either on Facebook or Instagram at The Life Doc. Um, If you are interested in sort of perusing and, and looking at our private practice, it's Tampa Counseling and Wellness uh so www.tampacounselingandwellness.com um we're also tampa counseling and wellness on facebook and instagram um and so yeah they can they can find us there if anybody uh, wants to connect with me personally, you can reach out to me at 954-830-6222. And I always welcome, you know, anytime I'm on a show or or, or I'm a guest somewhere, I, I always encourage people to reach out to me personally because, uh, you know, sometimes people have questions or, you know, something resonated with them or something that we talked about sort of triggered a, a, an idea or, or something that they want to explore a little bit further. I encourage people to reach out to me and, and, and we could always have a discussion or sit down for coffee. Um, I'm someone who, uh, right, my life has been committed to, to serving others and, and helping others get out of their own way. Like I was able to get out of my own way. So um, find me in any of those places and, and we can definitely connect.
0: Thank you so much, Carlos. I really do appreciate it. And my friends, as we close this show, there is one thing that I want to share about my book, uh, a quote that I have in my book, be adaptable, be open to learning new skills and concepts. See, the whole Deal about persistence. It's about understanding that you can make changes, that this life is temporary, and that you, the only competition that you have is who you were yesterday. So find something that you can improve and create and learn today that will align sometimes with what you do, or because it's a hobby that you want to find pleasure on. Give time for yourself. Give time for your purpose. Give time to your why. Stick to your discipline. And in the end, you will achieve a thriving, successful, and profitable business while you live a happy life. Remember, my friends, to stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. This is Rosie Paulson. Ciao. You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepalson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure, stay positive, stay inspired.